Thank you for downloading the Cruise Control Podcast here on iTunes and SoundCloud.com. I am your host, Randy Cruz. You can follow me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-A-N-D-Y, the letter J, C-R-U-Z. And now the latest episode of It's in the Game. It's in the game. Yeah! And now I'm joined by my main man, Uncle G Sacks. We go way back to the... Hoops in the Sun radio show. He's now on the Cruise Control Podcast. Uncle G, what's up, my man? How you doing? Boy, I tell you, man, doing a great job. Good to be back in the saddle. You know, we had a great thing going. I had to get away from it a minute. There's some family stuff, but again, just a good thing for the fans. And of course, you know, me and you, we really, really got a good thing going here doing these podcasts. Good to be back on Definitely, man. I know every time we we get on a show, we talk about basketball, we talk about whatever, and we always have a great a great conversation. And you know, with the NBA coming up, you know, in in, in a week, there's a lot to to get to. And you know, you're a big time basketball fan, big time basketball historian, and a lot of stories and things have have, have transpired throughout the off season in the NBA. Like I said, we're one week away. So we, you know, me and you usually do our little preview. So um, right off the back, man, uh, you know, you're a big time LeBron guy. You're a big time Kobe guy. Not so much of a Kevin Durant guy. Uh, he does go to Golden State and uh, trying to win a championship with that team. And I just wanted to get your input on, you know, him now being officially a Golden State Warrior. And do you think it's the year that Kevin Durant finally gets that championship ring? You know, uh, it's a a sport. You look across the sport, you see the way people support it. You know, his brethren, uh, I think the people that are kind of maybe important in his circle, fellow athletes, publicly seem to be on board with it. It's his choice. It's his career. You know, that's a brotherhood. You know, I think as a fan, of course, you look at it different, you know, whatever your vested interest is. Um, I'm just old school. You know, I just believe you go to war. You know, I came up with Jordan and Barkley and Ewan and the wars of the NBA, you know, the rivalries. And I thought that he was on the other side of one, mm-hmm. was Golden State. And, and then I thought he just made an abrupt decision to abandon that, which, again, is only me, Randy. I just think that there had to be something brewing a long time ago, you know, primarily with him and West, but maybe with him and the staff. You know, I know it's not the money. He's well compensated, you know. But there had to be a risk for them to have been up 3-1, blow the lead, and then decide, hey, we don't even want to try it again. And that's a few games from the chip. So, um, you know, my prognosis is, you know, he's a good guy. He can score the ball. You know, I never liked him on D. You know, I never liked him lock up. I think that was one of the big reasons they didn't win, because they don't. And I don't think that it will change in Golden State. And I'm not hating. I just don't think that you go over there a 30-point scorer and turn it into the kind of guy you need to be to get to the next level. And that's, you know, Kobe, LeBron, and Mike. That's that deep. And I just don't see that in Kevin Durant or really any of these modern players other than LeBron. I just don't see the desire to be good on the other side of the ball. But we'll see. Now, how long do you think it'll take the Warriors to kind of get acclimated with Durant. And, you know, they won 73 last year. You know, I don't know if they win that or more this year. But 
you know, how long, you know, the, for, for example, the, the, the Miami Heat took about nine, ten games just to kind of get acclimated, you know, maybe 20 um, during that year. But, you know, Durant, Thompson, Curry, Draymond Green, you know, those guys want the basketball. And I know they play unselfish basketball, but how long do you think um, it'll take them to get acclimated with, with, with each other? I think there'll be a period. I think, I think you know, barring injury, I think the system has the favor. I mean, like you said, he won 73 games, so there'll be a lot of remnants from last year. You know, so I think you still get a heavy dose of Draymond. I think you still get a heavy dose of the Splash Brothers. You know, I still think the offense goes the way it went, but then now you got Kev. So, you know, it, it, it's a team that has the ability to entertain you every night. But I don't think it happens right away. I think they still have to figure out, do we want to turn it over to Kev at the end? You know, or do we want to take that out of Kerry's hand? Or do we want to share that responsibility? Kind of like you said with Dwayne and LeBron. Had to figure it out. They seeded the Bronny, and it ended up getting them a chip. I don't think they'll see that last sequence to Durant, but I think he'll be a great option to Kerry. But I still think at the end, I just still think it's Kerry's ball. Now, obviously, a lot of people do have Golden State as the favorite, you know, coming into the – I mean, favorite coming out the Western Four Conference. Um, you know, them being the favorite out the Western Conference, but you as a fan, you know, I like you. You know, you like the way San Antonio plays basketball. I mean, there's no Tim Duncan anymore. He retired. You still got the Clippers out there. Um, OKC. Um, what other teams do you like out west, and maybe that can give the Warriors a, a a challenge in the playoffs? I think when you play D against Golden State, which they showed, I think that's what rattles the cage. I think people weren't ready the first year. I think they were able to get away with the bombing and the three pointers from Steph. And I think the second year, they just had an unstoppable offense. Right. As one, you know, I thought they spread it out great. They, they did a good job of getting other guys involved and then let up to his thing. But people were able to catch up to them at the end. You know, at the end, Barney and them were able to catch up, adjust, and and just kind of really, really stifle that kind of play, especially down the stretch. So I'm looking, for, I'm looking this year for teams that are young and energetic to really, really. I'm not saying push them, but I think teams like Portland. Teams like Houston, teams that can get up and down the floor and maybe defend a little and kind of push you to four quarters, it can be problematic in the fourth quarter. I don't think it'll be a cakewalk. I don't think you'll see them at the one seed like last year. I doubt if they win 73 games. They're going to be a learning curve mm. and bar injury. They should go back uh, to the conference finals. They should, but like you say, you know, it's a long 82. Yeah, so like you know, even you know San Antonio, you know last year won sixty something some odd games, and they got bumped out in the second round. I mentioned earlier, there's no Tim Duncan; he retired after last year. Um, you know that team is getting younger as the the days go by. Um, and I know you're kind of a Spurs fan, not not as much as you're a Lakers fan, but you know not not having Tim Duncan on the San Antonio Spurs anymore does that take them away from? Being a top two, top three team in the West, or do, do you think? Well, that's, I think you know when you forming? lose somebody of that stature, you know, like Duncan, you know, his presence. You know, he wasn't the same, but he was around. He's a locker room guy. He's a character guy. 
And he's a guy that can lift the team through presence. You don't get those kind of guys. He did it 20 years. Mm. It's going to be hard to replace the element of Tim Duncan, the dude. You know, the player, I think they were phasing him out anyway. But Tim Duncan, the guy, right. five-time champion, the unsung, show you how to lead without being flashy. You know, that, I think, is an element that they'll find a hard time replacing on. I just saw a news flash. Marcus Aldridge, you know, stirring the pot, saying he don't like his role <laughs> in the offense. And I thought, and I really thought that he should have did more. I thought he's better than what they really let him go through, but they were phasing Tim out. So it'd be interesting if he decides to be a cancer and or if he just go ahead and play and prove that uh, he should be the go-to guy over there. But that'll be an interesting look over there now that he start whining. Yeah, I, I think it was a matter of he, he did not either, A, he did not want to play the five or B, you know, playing, I don't know why, but, you know, playing second fiddle to Kawhi Leonard knowing that Duncan's not exactly. there anymore. Exactly. That's, I think that's the whole thing, just being second fiddle to Kawhi. And uh, Kawhi really has been the same since the MVP year that he uh, had when they won. He hasn't been the same caliber guy. Mm. Uh, since then. So I, I kind of see what LaMarcus is saying too, but I mean, you have to go over there. So we're interested. I want to see how they work it out. Now, what do you, uh, are you highly anticipating the year Russell Westbrook is going to have with OKC? Well, I mean, finally, you know, you get to pull the covers off this dude. You know, he, this is what he wanted. You know, I'm not a Westbrook guy, but I respect his talent. This is what he wanted, and now you'll see. You know, now you'll get a chance to exactly see, like they say, uh, careful what you ask for. Now he has it. He has the key to the joint. It's his whip. And, and you'll see. Now, I'm not a big Westbrook guy, but uh, they invested a lot of money. Mm-hmm. You know, now he got to deliver. I still like them as a team. I still think they got enough over there to push, you know, even push the Warriors. Uh, a couple of bad bounces here and there, who knows? But it would it would always be up to Westbrook. You know, how far he go, the temperament of the team, the unselfishness, you know, all that'll have to flow through him. So that'll be an interesting thing to watch too. Oh yeah, you know definitely. I mean, this guy is, is you know always an MVP candidate. Can get you know can get you twenty five five and. You know. He's a hell of a ball player. Oh yeah, he, he you know he could be a walking triple double if you know if if he plans on doing that. Can I think he, he lead? You know what we need to see is can he lead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can, can he lead? Can he take his team to that, the playoffs yeah. by himself and how far they go? That, um, can he push a team with his talent? We know he got the talent, right? But now to what extent? Right, and, and and I think I think they'll make the playoffs. I, I I'm not too sure how how high of a seed they'll be because you know you do have your San Antonios, you, you do have your Portlands out there, your Mavericks. Um, you you know you mentioned Houston. You know Utah could be a, a sleeper getting into the into the playoffs. Um, I did mention the Clippers. Yeah, it meant, you know Grizzlies are, are always there. Um, I did mention the Clippers, and I did want to ask you. You know every year. As a fan, you're like, you know, if, if you have Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, Jordan, coached by Doc Rivers, you know, this team should get, one, to the playoffs, two, go deep, and maybe compete for an NBA Finals. And they have not done that um, since, you know, Doc Rivers got there. Do you think that this year, if everybody remains healthy with Paul and Griffin and everybody else, 
and they don't get it done, that they might have to, you know, really go back and and reevaluate everything, and maybe they all may not be there next year. Definitely, this is the last one for the band. They blew a three-one. You know, I'm a Chris Paul guy. You know, I champion his cause. He's one of my favorites, but they blew a three-one lead with him at the at the helm. And this year, the owners, you know, I know they were a little hurty, a little banged up, but still, right. you know, 3-1. So at this point, with all that talent, I mean, what is it for? You can't cash out this year. And it'll be that much more of a challenge with Durant over there. But you got, you guys got to fight through. You got to seed yourself right. And you got to force those guys, to, you know, to play you seven games for that crown. That's the only way that their season would really mean anything. They got to, you know, they got to pass Memphis and all these other guys and push the Warriors to seven games for the, to rep to rep to win. They have the talent. And that's just what has to happen this year. Other than that, they can just break that up. <laughs> no now, reason now. to proceed with that if you don't give the you know ownership and fans what they deserve. This is a team that's put together five, six years ago. The NBA backed it. Stern let a lot of stuff go on, you know, in terms of Doc Rivers, in terms of Chris Paul. It's a lot of manipulating and now dudes got to cash out. They got Jamal back. They got a new owner. Right. You no know, step on is going. So this is the year I'm really, really looking to see Chris Paul cash out. It's the 11th year, and it's time. Now, Chris Paul and Blake Griffin will be free agents after this season. And regardless of what happens with their season um, this year, do you see Blake and Chris or at, at least one of them coming back to the Clippers? Probably. I think they'll fight harder to retain Chris. He's still got a few more years left as a top-flight point guard. I don't think they ever really got what they wanted out of Blake. But they had to accept it. I don't think it's a big, you know, yeah, yeah, aerial show. You know, but it never transferred into the win. You know, they, I mean, they got the fans and all that behind them, but they never were able to go deep into the playoffs like they wanted to with him. So I think they may, you know, they may. He may slide out, but I think Chris Paul will be there again. But not for the same amount of money. But I think he'll come back. Now, you know, the champions, Cleveland Cavaliers, um, they did not really add anybody like that of significance outside of outside of Mike Dunleavy Jr. Uh, and they lost Moskov. They lost um, Della Vadova in the offseason. And they're back. They're healthy. Um pretty much a lock in the Eastern Conference. Um, knowing that Durant is now with the Warriors, are, 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 are the Warriors the only threat to the uh, to the Cavaliers? Mm, in a way, but no, because, you know, I think in the East, it, it's just always that surprise team. You saw it with Toronto. You saw it with Boston. You saw Atlanta running all over the place. You know, it's the one conference right now where you're going to get a game. You know, in order for you to claim that, you know, that Eastern Conference right now. Bronny and them, they still the best bet. But it's not, you know, it, it, it's just not written in stone. They should prevail. They got the bench. They got the experience. They got the best player in the world. But it's the NBA. And I just like the way Houston looks right now. I mean, the way uh, Dwight looks over there. You know, he never really, really cashed out on the West. But when he was in his premier years, you know, it was when he was in the East. So maybe his comfort may be back. You know, he's over there with a running team. And I'm looking for Atlanta. I'm looking for Toronto. Possibly Boston. 
you know, to really push these guys all year. To challenge the season, to make it harder to get to the, you know, back to the last round. And there's some good mix there in that East. Some good youth, some good athleticism, even your Knicks. You know, even your Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> have an opportunity here to push Bronny in them. Right. You know, to even soften them up for a later round. You know, to take something out of them that when they get to the next round, they've spent. And those are the kind of teams you see in the East, the Atlantas, the Knicks, you know, the Orlandos, the Pistons. They can wear you down, the Celtics, especially in the seeding. And then by the time you get where you got to go, you could be spent. So I look for it to be a good beat-up season. That's where you're going to have to really slow Bronny and them down. You know, keep them from the 20, 30 win streaks. Try to keep them out the 70 win, 60-something win column if you can. And then send them into the playoffs. You know, not as strong as they would like to be. But I think it was starting the regular season. The challenge for them. And, and yeah, I do agree with you with the with the Eastern Conference. Um, yeah, people can have Cavaliers one, but I I don't think there's much of a gap between second, third, fourth. Like you mentioned, Atlanta, Indiana made a a, a great vast improvement. Um, even the Chicago Bulls adding Dwayne Wade and Rondo. Um, you know, even the the, the Knicks, the, the the Boston Celtics. I mean, a lot of teams can really compete out there, and it's not going to be just Cleveland and everybody else has 35, 40 wins. You know, e- even Washington can, and Orlando, Detroit. The only team that I don't think that can make it back there, you know, is the Miami Heat, losing Dwayne Wade, losing Luau Dame, Bosch, you know, with his medical condition. So, yeah, I, I, you know, Outside of the Miami Heat, I think everybody else does have a chance to make the playoffs. You know, e- you know, even Charlotte, they, they lost uh, uh, Jeremy Lin and Al Jefferson uh, and, and and Courtney Lee. So we'll see how they do. But you know, I you know I I, I mentioned Dwayne Wade. Like, what what's your feeling on him going to Chicago and now Rondo is with the Bulls? You know, how do they look to you? Also with Dwayne, it's just you know, it's just his friendship. With LeBron, you know, you see Bronny go back to his home, you know, and do what he did, and it's a feel-good story. And I commend the guy if it's a little late, you know. I mean, it's just a little late, but I commend the guy for wanting to go back home and maybe, you know, try to make an impact. But, you know, Bronny did this when he counted the most. You know, he went back home and changed the city and changed the culture. And I think that's kind of like really where Dwayne is going with this. But he only had the same skill set. Not the same dude, but he's still effective. Chicago will come out and support him. He'll get his numbers. He'll get his numbers over there with Rondo, and they could surprise you. I think if they get some presence inside, two veteran guards that know the playoffs, you just can't discount them. Comes down to what they can get out the bench and what they can get out the post. But I like Dwayne Wade and Rondo anyway. It's like an Olympic team, <laughs> so that should be fun for the Heat. You got to see them on the schedule every night. I mean, you know, you never get a break when you see those two. Whoever's lacing up, you see Dwayne, you see Rondo, you know, hey, we got a time type. <laughs> um, oh. You know, I, I, I really think that for the first time in a while, and I think you agree with me, it's the fact that, you know, LeBron can walk into a season and not have a lot of pressure on him. You know, everything is yeah. has shifted to, to Durant and Golden State. And now the fact that he, he has won a championship for the Cavaliers – 
not saying that he does not want to win anymore, but now the pressure of him wanting to win again, wanting to win one for Cleveland, um, can he do it without Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh? I think he shut up a lot of haters and critics last year in the finals, being down 3-1 and winning game seven against a 73-win team. I think for the first time, I, I think we have no idea what kind of LeBron James we're going to get because the pressure is not really on him to, to really, you know, do a whole lot or try to win. I know he'll be, you know, he'll be there in the end, but I think we'll see a, a different kind of um, player from LeBron because there's not a lot of pressure on him as it will be on Golden State and Kevin Durant. Yeah, but I think players like LeBron motivate themselves from what they, you know, they find things that push them, like Jordan and Kobe and Bill Russell and Kareem. You just find reasons to fight. You know, you just pick fights. You know, it could be history. You know, there's a few reasons that motivate the greats. And LeBron will find it. You know, he'll lift himself. He'll challenge that 73. He'll want that one seed. You know, he'll want to go into the playoffs with a sweep. And, 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 and he'll want to repeat. He'll want to prove that, look, this thing I did wasn't a fluke. I kept my team together. I got my guys signed. And we back. And we running this shit. And I think that's his motivation throughout. To stay healthy, to wear guys down, to get to April and May, and cruise. You know, and I think he wants to prove that wherever you go, Durant, whoever else, had nothing to do with what we're doing over here. You know, so I think he's plenty, plenty motivated, uh, you know, in terms of what. I think the obstacles come from within when you get satisfied on the level that he just got satisfied on going back home and finally winning from one, you know, great. Mm-hmm. But I think as a dude like him and what he's chasing, the Kobe, the Mikes, the legacy, you can't never let up. No, no, you're right. Motivated, motivated by the trade. And I think he's motivated to prove that he can do it again. Yeah, and, and I think he does have the, the, the great opportunity to get there again and to win again. Um, you know, it just last year he just really put on a, a fantastic performance, and you know, for a guy that, that that I think he either got a near a triple double or a triple double in Game Seven on the road to win a championship. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, what more can the guy do before the haters can go away? And I and I think they'll, they'll never go away because people try to compare him to Magic and Jordan, and I think you know, we, you know, we as fans and, and media have to stop saying, well. Is he better than Michael? Is he better than Magic? Is he better than Bird? I think everybody is their own player. And, like, Michael is Michael. Kobe is Kobe. LeBron is LeBron. And I think people should just really appreciate the greatness that he's been able to do for uh, uh, for 13 years. And sometimes people just don't want to do that. True. I agree. It's a hard measure from a fan. Your fans mixed in with critics. You get the people that get paid to analyze it. You get a different mix. And that's why the ratings and the rankings and so much is offbeat and so much of it is offensive because it comes from so many different perspectives. So many people with a different vested interest rank and rate these guys. So um, I, I still think it comes out on the court. I like what... uh. What Adam Silver's got here going, you know, I think he's going into his TV deal with the right amount of momentum. You know, hopefully the players get what they're supposed to get. If the players' association is on 
they came and they squeezed this TV money the right way. Don't let the owners walk away with too much of the bag. And the fans can continue to come out and uh, and get a quality product. You know, sports is big now. Times are hard. It's not, you know, it's not a good economy for everybody. And people use sports to get away from everyday life. So it's important to put a good product out. I think Stern is on. I mean, still was on his, on his game this year. Mm. Got a lot of good talent, young guys, good competitive teams. Uh, the Warrior thing is kind of a thing of the past. Now, Bonnie and them got it, and it's still a challenge coming from the dub. So it's going to be all right. Well, I'm looking to have a really, really good year out of the NBA all the way to the playoffs. Should be competitive. Right, and, and I know you're a big Laker fan. You're a big Kobe guy. Um, you know, he retired as well. I mentioned Duncan, also Kevin Garnett. So a lot of guys that we, you know. Yeah, the old guard. The old guard, the people that we grew up watching in, in the late 90s. Six click. Yeah, so basically that draft is pretty much out of the league. I, if, if, exactly. Ray I'm Allen, correct. all of it is over, man. Ray Allen, Steve Nash. Uh, exactly, man. That was a 96 click. 20 years. It's crazy, man. It's like, where did 20 years go? And you look at a guy like... (laughs) So my thing is... Thank God I did 10 of them at the beach. (laughs) So my thing is this, like, you know, there's no Kobe. I know there's no Garnett. There's no Duncan. So a lot of of the old guard is out there. Um, And I assume, like, you know, Paul Pierce said he'll retire after this year. And he'll sign like a one-day contract and retire with the Celtics. Um, you know, other guys that could be on their way out soon, a Vince Carter or Dirk Nowitzki. It's like, do you as a fan kind of sit back and, and just kind of feel like, man, like I'm getting older or the fact that maybe my generation of ball players that I've, I've been seeing on TV is just like, man, like like where does Tom go? I mean, it, it, you know, I, I feel like this is 20 years. But when you're a fan and you like a guy, you know, and you're caught up in what he does and the statistics and everything that makes the guy good to you, you're having fun. You know, the time can fly. You're bragging about the guy. You're betting money on the guy. You, you know, you, you, you're going through the career with him. And like we saw with Kobe and Duncan and we saw with Garnett nicely with Pierce, even the greats. It just comes to a grind and all. Some of them are a little harder to tear away from it. Jordan, you know, Kobe. It's hard at the end, but it it, it, it just has to happen. I think the game has to evolve, and that's what we feel. And it's good for the game. It's new blood coming in, and new superstars, and it's new talent. Mm -hmm. They'll be backed up with what just left. That'll be the legacy they chase. So I think it's the evolution of all sports. So now, real quick, talk about your Lakers, man. Like I said, there's no Kobe the first time in 20 years, but you have Luke Walton as your head coach. You have D'Angelo Russell and Jordan Clarkson and Randall and all these young guys, very young unit. I think the only old veteran is still Metta World Peace on that roster. He's still, you know, getting a check from there. So um, as, a, as a Laker fan, like, are, are you kind of excited to see what this young team can bring, not saying a playoff appearance or whatever, but just kind of see what, you know, the era without Kobe Bryant, how it can get off to somewhat of, of a good start? I don't think we're going to shock people. You know, I think Kobe spoiled us. He's who he is. The media right. 
it's not regular Gaddy. That's not regular that those kind of guys. So now that we back to regular schedule, I just think that uh, that Jeff, that, that Jamie and them, that they got it right. That they 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 siphoned a lot of this, the uh, organization off to get Kobe right to compensate him to send him off properly. And I think we may have you know vanquished a lot, you know, but now we here. And it's a youth movement. And even Kobe says it, Luke Walton says it, all it has to do is jail. The guys love the tradition. I think they love the fact playing in the background of one of the greats, you know. I think they they understand the tradition. They understand what it is to be in a market like L.A. And I think they're going to shock people. I really expect more than what you see. You know, I expect more than rookie mistakes. I expect more than second, third year play. I think the Lakers tradition, I think Luke Walton's the right guy. We'll see. But I think he's the right guy because he understands Lakers tradition. And I think he'll be on a short leash. Yeah, I think he'll be on a very, very short leash because the kids are young and they need impression over there. So if it fails early, first 20, 30 games, then they may go and pay anybody because it's a fresh start. So how long How long do you, do you feel like they'll be in some kind of playoff contention? Two years, three years, maybe more? Or do you feel like they you need to? You can't say. You can't say because the TV money comes in. The TV money comes in this year. And right. it means that there'll be a musical chairs of players moving around. True. We can't really say until we see the actual scope of what the cap space is. You know, what can we, you know, who knows what we may end up with after they, they divvy that money up. And uh, oh, yeah. we look at our compensation package and what we're holding drafts with, and we don't know what we may be able to grab, who will be on the market when we get our money. But I know that it'll change everything in the league. The moment that they allow that money to kick in and guys to make the choice, well, hey, I'm going to get this money over here in this market, and this is where I want to play. So I think that'll be an indicator of our roster. But right now, the youth, you got to come over there and fit into that. I think that's the way to go after Kobe. You know, you just build from within. They got a great nucleus of kids over there, talent. And um, I'm looking for the Lakers to make some noise. They don't have to make the playoffs, but I think they'll be competitive every night. Now, you know, you know, I can't let you go without asking you about my Knicks. So, I don't, you know, they did, they've done. Hey, I gotta respect the offseason. <laughs> yeah, they they they've made a plenty plenty of moves. Derrick Rose, Jennings, Joakim Noah, Courtney Lee, Jeff Hornacek is is the coach. Uh, they got a few preseason games, uh, you know, within their belt and. Um, Play tonight. Yeah, the, the, they're playing. They're playing good so far. You know, right K, KP is doing doing good so far. Um, just want to get your quick thoughts on, you know. Yeah, we know who they got right now, uh, and again, everything you know revolves around around them being healthy, especially with Noah and Derrick Rose. Um, but just, just kind of talk about the the acquisitions that that they've made, and if healthy, how how far do you think they can go in the Eastern Conference? Well, if they're healthy, and it's cool. You know, this ain't a ball down to Jeff Hornacek. I think it's a, a, a brother and Phil Jackson probably saying, well, look, this triangle thing ain't going to work without Kobe and Shaq, without Mike and Scotty. So let me go ahead and tailor the thing and get a guy that's just going to expose or at least utilize what I have here. And I want to check for 
purposes. And he's up and down guy. You saw him in Phoenix. Um, as a player, he was a pretty rugged dude. I liked him. So I think he'll bring some toughness to New York. I think Phil wanted a guy that uh, was free. You know, Hornacek's free. And, you know, he doesn't come with any allegiances. They gave him the job. You know, he's not a Nick guy. He's got an opportunity here to be a good head coach. I think he'll produce. But I think it'll really, really boil down to Joe Kemp. I think, for, you know, I think with Melo, you get what you're going to get. I think KP, the second year guy, is good. But I think as far as y'all go, because, you know, the East is tough this year, and it's going to boil down to toughness. And that's mm-hmm. what he was brought here to bring. So if Joe Kim can give you 50, 60 good games with high energy, you know, if he can play up to his potential because he likes being home, you know, this is his house. And then, then I think. If he do anything similar to Chicago, then the Knicks should finish, you know, higher than they have in years. That's the potential that they have, especially with Brandon Jennings backing up D. Rose. Because you don't really lose much in terms of intensity. You know, maybe a little inch or two in talent, but in terms of intensity, Brandon Jennings bring the noise. So that's a great way to have the guy in front of you stay focused. You know that I think that's a good play for them, and I think they got a decent bench. I think the Cats from last year want to play, and I look for them to be better, better than they were last year. Yeah, I think uh, I, you know as of as of right now, um, I do have them making the playoffs. It, it maybe between five and I, I would say between five and eight to to be in the top four. G, uh, you know, you talk about, you know winning games that you should be able to win, beat the teams that you should be able to beat. Um, you know, again, there's Toronto out there, there's Indiana, there's Boston, there's, there's Atlanta. Um, you know, so many teams that they have to jump over to, just to get to a top four. And I'm okay with them just getting it in the playoffs. But, you know, not not saying seven or eight, but if, you, if you're five or six, then that's fine with me. And then, we'll, you know, we'll just take it from there. But I think if they don't make the playoffs – uh, I think it'll be a big, huge disappointment. Um, something catastrophic has to happen in, in, in order for them not to make the playoffs. But um, they should make it. All the pieces are right there for them. KP is in year number two. You know, Melo Melo can still get can still get twenty five a game. And um, yeah. I like the the addition of Jeff Hornacek. Thank God it's not Kurt Rambis. And um, I, again, everything you know, the Knicks need healthy. They need health and they need luck, and for the, you know, I think they need luck for the first time in, in a while, where everything just has to fall in place. And if that happens, second round maybe. I mean, I'll take that. But I know a lot, a lot of fans want more. But I think we can't have that until you know one step at a time. And I think if we get to the playoffs, second round, then that's fine. If we lose to Cleveland, we take them to, to six, then that's great. But like like you said earlier, you know, push. LeBron to the limit. Make sure that that you know if they advance, make sure they're not. You know, make sure they're worn out going into the conference exactly. finals. Make sure they fight. Exactly. Like make them earn it, and and not and not just get there and get swept and say, all right, you know, hey, we we made it, we got swept, but you know, exactly. that shit don't count. <laughs> exactly. Don't be no, don't be no Don't be no creepy. Oh no, no, no. I, I don't think I, I think you know. To me, I think LeBron is still the the hunted number one outside of Golden State. But 
Um, I think it should be a dogfight in both the Eastern Conference and Western Conference. Um, you never know what's going to happen. That's why that's why they play the games. But, uh, you know, if you ask me today, I think it's still going to be Cleveland, Golden State, part three, and um, they'll take it from there. And if Kevin Durant wins his first reign, then, you know, then, then so be it. You know, he, he was a free agent. He, 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 he had the choice to go wherever he wanted to go. People may not like that choice because it's Golden State and they beat them in, in the conference finals. But when you're a free agent, you plan to go wherever you want to go. And LeBron did the same thing, going to Miami, and he won a ring there. And I think I think we're on the track for a, 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 a LeBron KD finals again. Could be, man. Sounds juicy. Let's let it play out. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, man. Next week NBA kicks off, so. Uh, I always love having Uncle G Stacks come on. I know we got. The- it's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me, man. Please call me back. Yo, man, don't don't act like my 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 Vikings are undefeated too. Uh, you know they five no, I respect so. the Vikings. I respect what they're doing. Like I said, it's early. You know me. I'm not a late guy. I'm a early, you know I'm not an early guy. I'm a late guy. But uh-huh. hey, five and zero to me is five and zero. Like Parcel, you are what your record says you are. So they five and zero. They five and zero. I hear that, man. Well, you know, your Giants, uh, yeah, we, we beat y'all a few weeks ago, too. Yeah, but I'm saying, like I said, it's early. You know, we uh, <laughs> right now suffering. We're hurting a little. Morale was a little low. We needed a big game out of Beckham. I thought that was important. got to get him back focused, get his good head in the game. He's probably the number two receiver in the league right now. And um, we just need him and you all to get on the same page. We need a little more crews. You know, we need a little bit more Shepard. Get a ground game, and I think, you know, the defense will come alive, and we still should make the playoffs. Real quick, who are you having in the World Series, G? Right now, it looks like the Dodgers and the Indians. You got Dodgers? Well, it looks. Oh. They're in tomorrow. I mean, you know, he's he just he turning into the guy that they brought him over there to be. Yeah, they're playing yeah, right he, now. Playing right he's now. turning into the guy. That couldn't get a win in the postseason before. Now he's showing it done. I think he's he's got over that mental thing now, and he sees, hey, it's the same game, it's the same baseball, and he's going out there and he's dominating. He's on the page with his catcher, and he's lifting his team. I like what he's doing. Definitely, man. Um, Uncle G, me and you got to do this more often. So whenever you have time, I get you back on. Um, you. Enjoy the NBA season, and I know we'll touch base soon, man. Yes, sir, man. Thank you, man. Good looking. All right, man. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. All right.